From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black True Detective Bombed at Second Crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get into Geek. This is DC TV Chat Week number 27, and they're all starting to drop off like flies. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Terry. How are you Hello. doing? I'm good. Well, the uh, the flies that I'm discussing, obviously, Legends went about, uh, what, three, four weeks ago or something. Yep. Today, we farewell Arrow for a, uh, a sixth season. Next week, it'll be Flash, and then we'll be talking about Supergirl for a couple of weeks. But, you know, we Do can we can see <laughs> we can see the light. And I don't mean light because we don't enjoy these shows or enjoy talking. <laughs> about them i just mean the light because we're nearing the end so i'm not offending anyone i've just cleared all that up yes (laughs) we'll get to arrow we'll save it for last because uh that's the way that it aired here in australia we'll uh, be talking about all these episodes but let's start off with terry's favorite supergirl yeah well at least it opened up with lena and jimmy my first comments for this episode is lucky jimmy <laughs> <laughs> oh because they woke up in bed in this yeah, one to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you're right so they finally something is happening with those two mm. which is good yeah for me i mean while we're talking about legends a little bit it it's starting it, it almost started with like legends type problems with time travel because now that you know they've destroyed pestilence they that the, all the problems that she caused in the future are now fixed like their people that were sick in their pods in their ship that, that yeah. traveled back with them the um the the legionnaires I'm talking about they had you know other friends in the pods and stuff but they had their sickness the the, the pestilence sickness within them that's why they couldn't be legionnaires released disease? oh why don't they call it that someone surely could have thrown that in there jesus missed opportunity guys and uh, they said, "Oh well, we've 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 done blood tests, and there's no trace of it in their system, and uh, so they haven't they're they're cured. And oh, what about? Is there any chance that it that it's going to get? No, zero chance whatsoever. And I'm like, okay, well, I know that Legends has had these problems in the past, but it's sort of like they're exempt from it. And that's sort of how they've you know explained it away. But for me." Even taking what Legends has done, using that bullshit excuse that, oh, we're out of the time stream, blah, 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 it doesn't affect us. If if they're back in 2018 and from 3018 when these problems happened, that that's fixed. The, the friends that are with them are no longer sick. They've done the research and stuff. There's no chance whatsoever that Pestilence and the Blight will ever affect the future. Well, then why are you still there? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a bit like Back to the Future, you know, where he watched, and again, it's chicken, egg, sort of whatever. But when he had that photo of himself and his brother and sister, and as his parents were starting to deviate away from their original course, they started to fade from the photo. Um, And then towards the end, he started to fade away himself. But it's like in this, the photo was starting to fade, but... Marty McFly would be fine regardless because he was exempt from the from the uh, from the time strain or, or or they didn't even go into flash bullshit rules like it takes a while for shit to catch up you know <laughs> so it's legends when it happens immediately except sometimes yeah and takes time to catch up unless of course sometimes. it needs to then it does you know so yeah. <laughs> and of course like they were, they were worried that you know they had to get back in case the treaty between Saturn and whatever the hell that that Imron is uh, Imra I think her name's Imra I've been calling it Imron this whole time Imra um, helped when she married Monel, so they're worried about that treaty not coming into effect because that treaty only really came together to help with blah, blah, blah. that's going to happen but there's no mention of well, why are we even still here shouldn't we have disappeared like nothing it's like well we we need you here yeah. so we're not even going to touch that because that would I don't know maybe bring up some kind of plot hole and let's not 
be the ones to brace that. Let's have everyone else do that after they watch it. So, look, whatever. It, it's not a massive problem with the show overall. It was just you went to all the trouble to tell us that the pestilence thing wasn't an issue now, but if it wasn't an issue now or in the future, then you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, so why, why, why bring that up if, you know, bringing it up is only going to cause more problems? But, meh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I could get really petty. Do I want to get really petty? Why not? Just a little I bit, okay? Do. Yeah. <laughs> and I see you got a lot of notes. Hopefully, there's a lot of petty stuff in there. Um, like I, I, I generally, you know, this is an okay sort of sort of episode. And you know, feeding off last week and certainly the way this episode started, uh, Rain is out to kill Sam's daughter so that Sam gives up all hope and Sam basically ceases to exist. And then there'll be no threat of her taking back control of her body from from Rain. They go to Sam's adoptive mother's house in case she's got any information. And when I say obviously they, I mean Supergirl and Co. Uh, to go and to go and suss that out. Rain arrives, but she like arrives and lands at the letterbox, a hundred meters away from the house, and then, and then walks, walks in. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you just like come and smash through the roof? Like, yeah. You know, you're not Michael Myers. You're not trying to like hide that you are all powerful. You just go in and smash up the joint, or at the very least, land at the front door. Like yeah. I don't understand why she flew halfway across the country and then landed 100 meters short just to have <laughs> some kind of epic walk to the front door that only we, the audience, were there to witness. Like it's just, it's, it's not even dramatic purpose. It's got nothing. There was no drama around it. Like I just thought that was such a. Such a silly thing. But anyway, hey, I digress. Are you going to be petty? Can you be petty for a I second? I can be very petty, but <laughs> whew, where do I start? The kryptonite fly spray. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. She's able to to, uh, to manifest that, yeah. That was interesting. It just came out of nowhere. Oh, I have kryptonite fly spray. <laughs> um, okay, so we were just talking about when Rain turned up at Sam's house, Sam's mum's house. So... Kara and John show up at Sam's mum's house and they're talking about Sam and blah, blah, blah. And then Sam's mum says, Sam is Rain, isn't she? And Kara's like, how did you know? They're at her f***ing house <laughs> talking about Sam. Why else would they be there? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I just almost want Supergirl to go, like, well, how, how do you know? And she's like, I can see through bullshit disguises, Kara Danvers. <laughs> it was just a stupid thing to say. Like, just more idiot dialogue like how did you know it's like, well, there's why a, would they be there yeah there's a morphing Martian and Supergirl at my house and look you know you just knew it was like it was horror movie sort of stuff you always knew that mother was was gonna cop it but she didn't die though like I actually I fully expected her to just be killed there and then like not survive bring her back to the DEO or anything like that like yeah. so I don't know why she's being kept alive unless the show just doesn't want to make the definitive like okay now Sam's really bad because she's killed her own mother or Rain's really bad because she's killed but I, I think that would have added more stakes to the hunt for Ruby if if Rain like the Ripped idea her of heart out or something, yeah, which is what I was expecting. To oh, happen. that would have been cool, that yeah. Been cool. Like, imagine like Sam knowing that Rain has killed her adoptive mother, who she's had problems with, but really, like, she probably still loves the woman, yeah. Then was going after her daughter, like, that just would have put so much more stakes on, 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 that, on that hunt, the point of the episode. But I don't know, there's I, 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 I may look, maybe in the next four or five weeks, however many episodes we got left, there is a point to her mum still, maybe she's the key. I doubt it. If anyone's going to be the key, it's going to be Ruby, but... Mm. I I do want to um, point out that I was right about her absorbing all the the other two powers. Oh, yeah, the other two, right? yep. Because I mentioned that last week, that mm. I, it looked like that's what was happening. Yeah. That's exactly what was happening. And it makes so much more sense. Like, the idea of, of Supergirl having to fight three of them is cool, and that's, that seems, like, problematic, but... Rain by herself, while she was threatening, like adding in the other two, it's like, okay, now you are this uber threat. While you're not yep. really, you're not even doing anything. Like, she seems far more dangerous now, which is finally, it's a good thing. And yeah, you're right, which made so much sense. So good on you. It's, and it's, you know, it's refreshing, refreshing someone in this room saying, I was right, and it not being Ben. You know? know, and there's there's no, there's no, like, look at me, look at me sort of tone coming out of your voice. So, God, this is a welcome change. <laughs> Oh, just wait till Ben comes back. Well, hey, look, can we just say there is a chance he may, may join us for the end of this episode? Because he has seen the finale of Arrow. Yeah. 
but he is back at work with us. He's very busy. Blah blah blah. We we but don't so know we, whether yeah we yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't got like eight people looking over our shoulders all the time because he just seems to have people popping into his office all day. And like we we kind of we're going to record in this room and and we saw him and what did he what did he, he spoke to you and he sort of mumbled that he just I can't I can't I'm just too busy or yeah something along those lines. <sighs> it's like yeah. there's a lot of that going on. So I know that he was. He felt a particular way about Arrow, and I really want him to join us for the Arrow segment of this podcast. Me too, so, because it'll be nice to have someone talking positively, <laughs> presuming that that's the way he's he feels. Think. Okay, here's a little teaser about how Terry feels about old Arrow. <laughs> well, is anyone going to be surprised? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. What I did like about this episode actually was uh, was the Lena Supergirl. Like, oh my god! What? Sorry, yes. No, keep going. That was yeah. Like I. You know, from the moment that Lena came into this, it's like, okay, well, she's a Luther. Are they just going to have us on for half a season, a full season, two seasons? Up now, it's nearly two seasons that she's been part of the show. Are they eventually going to go? Hang on, she's a Luther. We've got a super girl. They're naturally going to be enemies. So uh, it does add that extra dynamic to that relationship. Where you know, three, four episodes ago, and every other episode they've been in together. Kara loves Lena. Supergirl loves Lena. Lena loves both of them. Like they're all just, you know, if they could all hang out together as a as a as a as a trio, then it's a, sure, it's a different show. And wouldn't we all be fond of it? Uh, sorry, what? Um, if they could all hang out together, then that'd, they, they'd all love each other. But right now, it's that Kara and Lena like each other, and you got to presume that Kara and Supergirl are fond of each other. Um, but Supergirl and Lena are. Are at wars like, uh-huh. and even to the point where you're like, oh, okay. Well, are they just saying that in front of each other to be dramatic when they're angry at one another? But then when Lena gets in front of Kara, no, she's like, I'm a super girl. She's God, she's a bitch. God, isn't she so this and that? She thinks the world of herself, and she's not as yeah. cool as she thinks she is. I'm like, oh, and I'm just like, Lena, you are the best. Yeah, <laughs> she says what we're all thinking when I say we all. Terry, because yeah. I, I love her. Oh, Are you serious? God, I can't do anything wrong she's in my eyes. She's self-righteous, judgmental, <laughs> holier than now. She's a f***ing hypocrite. Whoa! I just, oh, my God. Just, you know, <laughs> she's carrying on to Lena about, oh, you've got something that can kill me. And Lena's like, um, there's so many things in the world that can kill me as a human. Yeah. And you're worried about one thing? See, I, I, I was a real fan of that. Uh, it was nowhere near the level of the of the Oliver v. Diggle argument from a couple of weeks ago on yeah. Arrow. But it was in that ilk where we don't see this in this show, or those particular characters fighting uh, that sort of argument. And I was yeah, I was a real fan of that. Which is like, hang on, hang on. Everyday people get on with their lives yep. knowing that so much shit can kill them. You know, we don't... You know, I could get hit by a car, but I don't have a go at anyone that drives or, or whatever, you know, is that sort of argument. And I'm like, yeah, because I was first, I was siding with Kara, but then Lena says something and I'm like, yeah, I'm with her. Yeah, don't be such a bitch. And then Supergirl <laughs> says something again and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm with her. You know, she's like, it was a personal attack. Like that, that's a specific danger for just me and my cousin. But and it's not just her anymore, is it? Well, it's, it's not, no. I And I, she's got to, I just, I think to, to really sell that, and, and have it even work with, with you the way that you feel about Kara. You need Kara to say, I understand that it works for Rain and if I could trust someone to only use it against Rain, I'd be okay with it. But, because that's a fine argument. She, she, she has to sympathize with it being the only thing, potentially, that can stop Rain, but that it's also damaging to her, so it's a real conflict. Right now, she's only seeing it as an attack on herself. And again, I can, I can sympathize with that to a point, <laughs> But when the script, the dialogue does not include any kind of recognition that it has anything to do with rain, it just feels like a cop out. Like they're just they're they're not explaining the obvious because, yeah. well, then where's the drama? You know, where's the where's the cliffhanger ending until next week? Are these girls gonna ever be friends again? You know, but I did like that little argument because I I find whoever the actress is that plays Lena, I I really like her when she's angry. And she's she's arguing those points because I'm like, oh, you are actually a different person it's- now. Katie McGrath. That's right. Oh, wonder how you know that. Morgana. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought she was, she finally said everything that basically I'd been thinking. Yeah. 
And and I, I actually wonder, does Melissa Benoist, however you say her name, does she read the script and go, oh my God, Supergirl's a f***ing bitch. <laughs> I didn't like this person. I mean, surely she can see even herself when reading the script that she's just really judgmental, mm. self-righteous. <laughs> I'm the only one who knows what's right and wrong and <laughs> and of all these shows, like, we love Barry. We love um, Oliver. We love, well, I don't know who the main person is in, in Legends, but we kind of like all of them. I really dislike Supergirl. See, I find myself, and I, I don't know whether it's a, you know, you're judging her where I'm judging him, where I I do love Oliver, but I and I do love Barry, but I'm far more judgmental on their questionable decisions than what I am with Kara. Really? I w- yeah, I reckon I am. Like, overall, I probably... Only because I guess they've been around for longer. Like, I, I like Oliver more than I like Barry. And I like Barry more than I like Kara, but it's probably because they've all been around for so much longer, so I've got to know them a lot longer and whatnot. But, yeah, Oliver, when he... You know, in this season, it's about him breaking up the team through his actions they're the consequences of what he's doing these bad decisions these impulses that had he have had another 10 minutes an hour to think about it he might not have done certain things so i'm a bit like dude why are you doing that you're just being a dick man like just stop thinking being this masculine idiot you know and trying to be the toughest bloke in the room and all that whereas Kara does this sort of stuff yeah i sympathize with that but i wonder whether it's just base level sort of stuff like that for me like I'm feeling sorry for the girl, but I'm really being hard on the guys or something. I don't know. But and and here you are going, you know, you have been out and out harder on Kara, I guess, than any of the other leads. But yeah, might not be the exact same as as what I'm doing. But yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just not. Or... Actually, I wrote what the f- was the ending with the girl and the book, but yeah. The cult, like the, the yeah. with old Where mate from the she... jail. So you had old mate who started the cult about Supergirl, like mm. loved her and then found out all the information about the, the Krypton God or whatever. And now there seems to be an underground cult that are following him. Yeah. The bloke that's in jail. Yeah, that just seemed like little cuts. It just seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, when this whole episode was about, um, you know, the fight between Lena and, and Kara and Lena having, you know, kryptonite who can basically get rid of rain and it was about rain and, and then Alex doing stupid things like leaving a f-ing mobile phone line around for bloody Ruby to pick up. Oh, um, well, like you wouldn't have a lock on that the- phone. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, what? She's it- only from the DEO. I don't need a lock on my yeah, phone. Yeah, and what? That, that she's a babysitter when she has looked after Ruby? What What's Ruby like, you know, pulling up Netflix on her phone while she's making dinner? Like, she's not four. Yeah. She could probably find a lot of other things to do other than, oh, can I use your phone? Like, no. You're 12. Like, find something to do. I'm in your house, you know? So the idea that she just opened up her phone and just, like, hit, you know, redial or whatever, yeah. like, come on, mate. Really? Cool. Oh, I'm was... scared, Mom. Yeah. I'm scared. Come find me, Mom. <laughs> Shut up. But that was the whole episode was about that. And then you had this weird little thing at the end with the book, and that was odd. Mm. Another thing that really pissed me off. <laughs> We have this mansion, right? Lex's mansion. It has this special magical thing where you you type in a code and it makes the mansion invisible. Mm. And no one can see it unless they punch in their code. Or just punches the the f***ing thing, the keypad. Mm. I'm just going to punch the keypad. That'll make it appear again. So what's the point of having a special key, po- uh, you know, key code? When all you need to do is smash it. Yeah, I mean, that I, was I, just dumb. maybe not anyone's tried that Stupid before, writing. but yeah, when it's that when it's that flimsy. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that Lex Luthor, being one of the foremost geniuses in the DC world, yeah, universe even uh, would have would, known that. Oh, well, not even would have known. Just this, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a thing. Like, why is that the epicenter of the power for that? Like, it just doesn't make any. Yeah, yeah. It's just, that was. I honestly didn't take notice of it at the time. It, <laughs> it's just I just it, it wasn't. Either way, it didn't leave an imprint in my mind, but my Christ, yeah, that is just bullshit. <laughs> it, was, it was actually something that I wrote like later on. I must have thought about it again. I thought, that was shit. Mm. I'm writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only other thing that I, I guess I took out of this was as far as the overall story goes and, and where this season might end up or how we're looking into the future is 
Monel. Like Imra and uh, Brainy, they're about to head back. They've got to go make sure this treaty works out. And Monel's obviously torn because, you know, he revealed us a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, like Imra, I oh, I guess I love her, but we were kind of forced into this. And God, I'd be, I'd be with Imra in a second. <laughs> it's not even a choice. She's very beautiful. And nowhere near as judgmental and high and mighty. Because <laughs> <laughs> all she does, all Cara does is has a go at Monel and she wants to change him because he's not good enough. Why would he want that? I don't think Imra changed him. Well, she loves him for who he is. Does she though? Maybe he changed <laughs> for Imra. And he doesn't like who he's... I don't know, but all I know, he wanted to stick around. (laughs) He wanted to stay, and he's trying to be talked into it or out of it, depending on who he's talking to. And, like, they just fed to you. There was no, like, twist that Monel was back. Like, when, you know, Monel goes up to to Brainy and he's like, oh, there's a, you know, 50% chance they're going to beat Rain. Oh, strangely, yeah. Which is just... Oh, look at this stat. Oh, if even one of us stayed here, it'd jump up to like 93%. Huh. <laughs> I'm like, why is that the first statistic that you've got in your in your, in your frigging computer head? What's yeah. going on? Oh, only one of us? Oh, which one of us is going to go back? Oh, gee, I wonder. Mm. The guy that was thinking with his dick or the chick that's the, fu- the basically the future and the treaty between her planet and Earth depends on her uh, or or this like Andrew guy that knows freaking everything and probably is better served in the future. Of course, like obviously Monel's going to stay. There's no question about it. Like why are they even, they're just force feeding you bullshit. But the idea that he is back, but then he was like, oh, I'm back for a little while. You know, because he told him, oh, yeah, if you guys go on, I'll be right behind you. But mm. I'm like, I, th- I think you need a time machine to get back to the future. Whatever. Um... <laughs> But he was like, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll only stick around for a little while. Like, that's what he still told everyone at the DEO. So is there a chance that he does stick around until Rain is actually beaten? Or is he back now? And, and, and it, but then, but then what? Do they run that risk of, you know, the, the Ross and Rachel thing, you know, or any of these shows, really? Like, you'd never, ever let the main two characters okay. actually get together. Well, they've broken that rule in two of the four shows. Yeah, I, I, see, I was just thinking that. And I, I think I only, th- I would only put Barry and Iris in that camp because they have been the big will they or won't they since the start of that show. Whereas Oliver and Felicity, I never sat there from like day dot going, like Oliver had a different girl every season. Yeah. Like it was all about Laurel and then Sarah came back and it was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I was with Sarah and then it was Laurel again. And then Felicity was just kind of there and then they were engaged and then they weren't. And she had a, another boyfriend for a season. Then all of a sudden they're back and now they're married. Like, I'm just like, okay, cool. You're done. For me, it's like, is Oliver ever going to get back together with his team? But it's like Barry and Iris. Cool. Well, now they're married. So where's that element Especially considering is it is a CW show and the mm. audience that it's intended for, they would live or die on a will they or won't they loving relationship. You would think so. I don't know. Is Supergirl going to do that? Have Monel come back and just like oh now you can get back together, or does he sit there and mope about Imra for the next eight weeks of season four? And we're just like why the why. <laughs> I don't know. I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm just wondering know. if if he's back. Why bring it? Why only let him stay for a half episode? Because then why why make a big deal about the fact that he has to go and he can't stick around? We'll see. Weird. Oh, I don't know. We'll was, see. Was this the episode with the dirt, the space dirt? Yes, with okay. the microphone in it. Yeah. So one thing that um, Jason, my hubby, pointed out is that dirt was from. 3018. Yeah. When the blight. Mm. So wouldn't that dirt be contaminated with the blight? Well, you would think so, yeah. It depends on, I guess, what it affects. And it, it might be a bit like the start of the episode with the time travel thing, as long as they didn't over-explain what it didn't didn't have in it, then you don't have to sit there and you know question what information they didn't give you. So the, it's not like you go, oh, well, it doesn't have the blight thing in it, it doesn't have this, it's free of this, because then you sit there asking, okay, well... You've told us this, but what aren't you telling us? Now it's yeah. just like, hey, it's dirt. 
And when did he get the dirt? Like, if if he brought the dirt with him, how did he even oh, know he that shoes, there was going you know. to be somebody? He's got future dirt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> why are they go? I don't know. Why are they doing tests? Why do they have dirt? It's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so Flash, right? Flash. This was the penultimate episode. Indeed, gotta love that word. I do, especially now that I know what it means. <laughs> I was like that too. I don't think I'd ever heard of it before. And as soon as I did, understood what it meant. I'm like, I just want to say that all the time. <laughs> Gets to Thursday and I'm like, oh, it's the penultimate work day of the week. Shut up, Mitchell. It's like pontificate. Oh, God, it's That's too, another word that it's I too really much like. for me, that oh, word. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, this is a cool little opening uh, for this show. Obviously, it's Diggle, but mm. it's not, mm. uh, as we know. Now, I think I had actually watched the Arrow season finale before I watched Flash, so... I, you know, knew where Diggle was, at least at the start of Arrow. So I'm like, well, clearly this isn't him. He's acting weird. Obviously, it's going to be DeVoe, and it was. But I like the fact that he hasn't just got these powers because he has. And, oh, we just made up random characters throughout the season. And, oh, now they're all part of one being. And he's just going to use the interchangeable face from uh, Stretchy Guy. To get around. No, no, no. He is fully capable of using every single one of those powers at the right time mm. in whatever circumstance situation he's in. Like and he, Peter in Heroes. Yeah, yeah. And own it. Like that whole scene. Like it was good to see a guy like, I don't know how old that actor is. Not to say that he's incapable. It's not like he's that old. He's, you know, he's not, I'm not 110. But he was, it was quite a physical performance using all of those powers. And uh, yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool opening. Like yes. I didn't necessarily understand come the end of the episode exactly what he was like it seemed like such a a big setup for not much for the rest of the episode for at least for what he was doing but i was happy with <laughs> i was happy with that setup that was good it was it was cool it was superhero show superhero villain stuff and looked awesome it did i kind of felt bad for argus though because between clifford Clifford and uh, and Diaz. It's like <laughs> I guess it's just been obliterated. Yeah, I guess yeah. They're 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 just cannon fodder at this stage. Were they in Star Trek? Are they red shirts? Is that who always got killed in Star Trek? I've never seen Star Trek. So <gasps> what? He's never seen Star. That's right. He's never seen Star Trek. Shut up, Maddie. Um, yeah. You've, I even I watch Star Trek, and for the first time I got to see because it's on commercial TV at the moment. Um the very first Voyager episode. I'd not actually seen that. Oh, so now you're talking about his language. I don't know about the first episode. He probably hates the first episode, but he likes Voyager. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. See, I like, I'm a next-gen. Oh. Very well, much next-gen yeah. fan. But And the main characters have red shirts, so I'm not sure about the whole red shirt dying thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where that comes from. Well, I'm sorry to bring up an uneducated point on my <laughs> behalf. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay, so after that pre-credit sequence, they're going through the computers. They're like, oh, mate, the blog, the blog, the blog, the blog. Iris's blog, it's working. Oh, oh my God, people are calling in sightings all the time. And I'm like, we're going to find him, man. He can't hide from us. He might. He's literally in a rubber body where he can look like anyone. Like, yep. he should never be seen again. Ever. Much. Like, again, this is kind of like what we're talking about in Supergirl. It's like, why are you not bringing that up? Because if you bring that up, then you can never rely on this whole blog bullshit, people seeing him, stuff. Like, it's it, that cannot be how you eventually find him and or beat him yep. because you're pointing out the most obvious flaw in that system in that he actually isn't DeVoe anymore. That body is deceased and rotting somewhere in the ground. He is actually your friend looking like DeVoe. He can look like anyone. You've made him look like anyone when he wasn't devoted mm. beforehand. Like, I, I'm just, what do you, don't, don't, again, yeah, you're not yep. bringing it up. Good on you for not bringing it up. But by not bringing it up, you're making us look like and feel like idiots because it seems like such an obvious thing. But. And the fact that she's totally okay with the fact that by her putting that out there and asking people to look for him, she's putting people in danger. That have nothing to do with being part of their super powered crew. No, don't don't say that about Iris, man. She feels really good about herself for writing an article. <laughs> Haven't you seen it? The naive <laughs> smile that she's got. Like, oh my god. I wrote an article. I've been putting out twelve hundred words every two days about it. People are believing Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> On oh, the scene where Cecile just randomly becomes this stoner. Oh my god, I can't what? wait to this whole pregnancy thing is over and she stops oh. being other mutants. Sorry, not mutants, metas. Sorry. Metas. Wrong M word. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, cuz I I 
I don't know what we were supposed to think as an audience before then, but just the fact she's like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, we're supposed to yeah. think it's funny. I'm well, sitting there going, that's not this one is dumb. Because they haven't explained what's happening before that. And they don't have to. I don't think, hey, he, we're going to explain the joke before we tell you. Like, that would actually be horrible. But within the context of that scene and maybe her ability to play it, and by the way, they've used this pregnancy thing so far where it's just like a fourth level storyline. Just her doing that. I'm like, what is... I don't. Am I supposed to find this funny, or yeah. am I supposed to be worried like Joe? And then the guy shows up, and I'm like, do people even still talk like that? Like I don't. Yeah. It was dumb. And again, again, her being that way for the rest of the episode and taking like it's fun that she can you know become Joe to Joe like that's but like it's like her reading his mind you know a couple of weeks ago like that's fun within the context of that relationship but when we're actually dedicating a good chunk of a 42-minute episode uh, of storytelling to it, it's, no, it's a waste of time. What mm. are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And what I also thought was a bit dumb, again, Caitlin just had a, a random, like, asthma inhaler that just happens to cure her from taking on somebody else's personality. Yeah, man, science. What the fuck? <laughs> Just science, man. Once you walk into Star Labs, man, anything is possible. They can't I, fix... I just they, have his asthma inhaler. Take this. You'll be fine. They can't fix the hole in the roof. Yeah. That's been damaged since the end of season one. But, Christ, if you're uh, if you're manifesting into other people's uh, thoughts... Oh, no. I just have a whiff of this. You're fine. <gasps> oh, I'm good now. Sweet. <laughs> For a second to last episode, I, I don't know. I thought it was a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it got me worried. Like, you know, last week I... Was it last week that I really enjoy Arrow last week? Yeah, I, I, I you know, started to enjoy them more. I know, I, what, two weeks ago I was like, bang, this is awesome. Um, please don't falter too much, you know, and then whatever it was last week, and then we'll get to what we think about the finale shortly. But Flash, for a second last episode, I was like you, and I'm like, uh, I feel like you're going to have a lot to do now in the last episode to make it feel worth it. Like, I feel like this could have been part one of the finale. Mm-hmm. Because you have this make it a real meaty first half, real meaty second half, good payoff. You don't want to get, you don't want to do what Legends did, where it's like build up, build up, build up, build up, malice, 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 and then it was like beep out. You're like, <laughs> what the f have I watched the last eighteen weeks for? Yeah. Holy crap! I was only I just come across our podcast from our Legends finale wrap the other day, and I just got angry all over again. Oh, really? <laughs> like stop, just be done with it, you know. Like I'll still watch Legend season four, of course. Well, I'm an yeah. idiot, but god damn, that made me angry. And I don't want Flash to do that. I, like we've been building up devote, 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 devote the whole time. Like Christ, we heard of him last season. Mm. Yep. I'm worried. We got 40 minutes left of Flash in this season. I know. I'm a little bit worried. And just oh, Caitlin was always Killer Frost. They're just making shit up yeah. now. Seriously. It's one thing to say that she's always had this like dormant power or something. Yeah. And that, that, that when Flashpoint happened and, oh, well, we're now in a world where something happened and it and it actually manifested within her rather than her Earth 2 or 3 counterparts. But just, like when she got a look in the mirror, like, did her dad's like, don't look in that. And she looked at herself in the mirror or something and she saw herself with the blue eyes mm. and the icy eyes and the, and the white hair. And I'm like, what? Why, Al? Yeah, because they weren't metas pre the particle accelerator. Yeah, like we've 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 seen and we've we've and I accepted that there are superpowered people outside of the particle accelerator ones. Yeah, but again, it just comes down to, for me, in a week, we've got a, we've got forty two minutes to wrap up this entire season. Have one a good episode two make it all feel worthwhile. But now we're throwing in this extra storyline into the mix of, oh, Caitlin's always been Killer Frost. Like, I would rather them not water down the finale next week by including this, but then it's like, well, now it just seems like an unfinished storyline. Mm. Oh, we're putting this here now because we knew we got renewed for season five. So we're going to kind of, this is, this is what season five is going to start off with. Well, then don't, don't tell me in season five. Don't tell me now because I'm expecting yeah. it to mean something in the finale and I'm not convinced that it will at all. <laughs> That's kind of a nothing episode, really. 
Yeah, like it just had those elements of of teasing the finale, but it was almost like they've stretched, you know, what would have otherwise been the five or ten minutes of the finale and just yeah, let's just into a whole penultimate episode. And there we go with that word again. Just to build it up and it's real and then everyone, oh, you know, chucking this Cecile thing, you know, that's a bit of fun and it just I don't know, it didn't stretch out as well as maybe maybe they didn't even hope. They're just like, man, we've got twenty three episodes we need to fill. We got <laughs> we got to twenty two and went shit. Um, okay, so just yeah, let's let's do what we can with episode twenty two because we know how we're gonna finish it. And they knew what they were going to do two episodes ago, but then they got to that middle one, and it's like, how do we do this? But anyway, maybe we're done with the crap. We'll see. Uh, I know that uh, that Ben, uh, while he has seen the finale of Arrow, which we'll be talking about shortly, and whether he's going to come in or not, we don't know. Uh, we honestly, this isn't some weird tease. I'm not out there thinking that on a podcast, people are waiting with beta breath whether <laughs> Ben Clayton's going to rejoin the podcast this week or next week. Um, but uh, he's also seen the Flash finale, he said to me. And he did say to me as well, you, hmm, I'm like, oh God, what? And he goes, you should be satisfied. I don't know what that means, but I'm not satisfied with the second last episode. I've only got hope to go with for next week. And you're looking at me a bit funny, like you know certain things. I, I reckon I know what Ben's talking about. Oh, don't tell me you guys have been talking. But no, no, no. no. Uh, but I have watched it. Oh, come on. Ah. We've been doing this whole thing and you've seen the finale? <laughs> Why? Why do people continue to sit there and make fun of me? <laughs> All right. Here's one thing I've definitely seen and you've definitely seen. You haven't seen the next episode because it hasn't even aired. Let's talk Arrow. Well, uh, yeah, this one really uh, hit the ground running, kind of like Flash, but maybe better. And they're just full out and out working with the FBI. Yep, Mm. Team Arrow. Yep, FBI just taking places down, you know, infiltrating the police. All this is like pre-credits. And for me, I'm like, whoa, slow, slow down, Charlie, slow down. Like, it just felt like what I hope Flash doesn't feel like next week, where they had two episodes to wrap everything up, and they just decided to throw it all into the last episode. And I, not that I'm saying that Arrow did that, um, because I obviously have seen both penultimate uh, episodes of respective seasons, and Arrow definitely did a better second last episode than what Flash definitely. did. Um but it was there was just so much going on in this episode, um, and I like I like the like the pacing I guess overall, and we don't need to waste twenty minutes while the FBI you know and Oliver have this continued discussion about will they or won't they and what have you got that you're going to give me and why you get, like we found all this out after, but we just we 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 skipped ahead from that the way that the last episode ended having that conversation yes I'm Green Arrow what are you going to give to me bang we're straight to the consequence the payoff for that so. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the way that it just it, it kicked off. Bang! This is the finale. Yeah. We're we're getting shit done. Although them getting shit done in those opening scenes, as great as it was, was pointless. Um, it was a completely pointless exercise. Yeah, because old mate just continues to you know get away and be just as powerful, even though he's losing all of his minions and yeah. his hideouts and things. Uh, like you know, I, I've I've long said this season, I or for the second half of the season when. He's been the bad guy. I like Diaz as, as as what he represents, being that old school Arrow type of bad guy where it's, he's just this crime lord and he's just a bloke that wants to rule the underworld of the city and whether or not it means he takes over the city altogether, which is kind of what he's been doing by infiltrating everything. Not so much that he wants to be mayor, like some kind of overlord evil mayor. He just wants to control the mayor and he wants mm. to control the police so he can do what he wants to and whether it be you know offer it up to the likes of the quadrant and things. But he's kind of, in little bits of this episode, was just a bit of a pussy. Like, he, everything, no matter what threat has come up against him this season, he stares at it without blinking an eye. Yep. Shoots it in the face. Nothing whatsoever, except his past. The only thing he can't deal with is his past. But doesn't worry whether you're a good guy, bad guy, vigilante, police officer, FBI, nothing phases him. Until this episode, when he's, like, begging Oliver... Get the get the FBI out of this city, or or else I'm going to kill people. I'm like, why are you scared of the FBI? Mm. Unless this again to me, I'm like, does it go like down to the level of where the show has gone? I said base level, like it's a bad thing, but to the level that 
these shows are very quite clearly anti-Trump. And Trump's big thing is that the FBI can't be trusted because they're investigating him. So then, therefore, the, the, the FBI are bad guys because he's done nothing wrong. So the people that are accusing him of doing wrong things are wrong and bad themselves. So in this, it's like even the worst of the worst bad guys is scared of the FBI because he knows how powerful and good and uncorruptible they are. <laughs> like, I don't think that's what it is in this show. But otherwise, why is Diaz afraid of the FBI? Like, he's not afraid of any cops. No one has ever been uncorruptible to him, but he's he's afraid of the FBI and he needs them out of this town tonight. But is it because the FBI are national, whereas the cops are local? Yeah, Maybe. but he's not like what do you mean? Like they they would never stop, sort of thing, because they've got people everywhere and maybe maybe yeah yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm sick of Diaz, and well, I was hoping <laughs> that you know. That would all be ended. Well, of course it's going to end. Why wouldn't it? It's the finale. You're not that's just right. like, oh, it's a cliche because it ends because the bad guy dies. But that's where this season has been heading. Like, of course it's going to come down. Oliver V. Diaz, there's going to die. Or he's going to go to jail. Either way, he's he's over. He's done. Yeah, but none of that happened. Of course, no. Why like, would are it? Are you f***ing kidding me? Now we're going to go into season seven with this stupid douchebag still in this show. Yeah. I was. I actually loved this episode until that moment. It's like, what is he, Jason Vaughn now? Is it Vaughn? Vaughn. Voorhees. Vaughn. No, oh, sorry, Voorhees. Yeah, Voorhees. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's Jason Voorhees now. He just, you know, he he dies but comes back up again. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, especially like, and and for the the cause of it to be evil Laurel three. You know, like comes up and goes, oh, it was old yellow. And I'm like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, oh, why does that mean? Like, okay, so that was like, she was just kind of like answering a question that Diaz asked like 18 minutes ago. Like it doesn't mean anything in the context of the scene. You know, it wasn't like, oh, old yellow. And then you go, oh, old, old yellow. The person that, you know, was with the bad guy then turned. No, it was nothing to do with that. It was just old yellow. Straight off the side of the building. And I'm like, that, like that's how he gets away? It wasn't that he got the best of Oliver or that... You know, someone that was so completely uncorruptible was actually on his side the mm. whole time or something. It was just, oh, no, she let him go like any two, five, ten other people have done or the ways that he's gotten away throughout this season uh, already. So that was that was really annoying. That yep. I don't mind him getting away if it's not done the way that it was done. Yeah. It just seemed like it was just... It was or just, if he gets away and never comes back... Yeah. Ever again. I am so sick of him. And, <laughs> and oh, and they killed Quentin. Yeah, what man. What the hell? Yeah, look, I, I can't believe that. Because we are watching it uh, well after it's aired. That was the one thing that I, well, I, I thought I knew two things, which sucked beginning the end. Quentin dying, it's like, okay, that sucks. He's been around since the start. But I was pretty sure that I knew that Oliver was going to jail. <laughs> So that kind of sucked because I knew that was where it was heading. Um, but yeah, Quentin, yeah, I'd, I'd, and I'm like, oh, like everyone dies in the show and everyone comes back, but that felt very uh, final. Final, yeah, yeah, to me, he's yep. he's done, and you wouldn't have thought that. You would have thought he's going to pull through until Sarah showed up, and you're like, oh no, you're dead now. Both your daughters are here. Yep, you are so dead. <laughs> No one gets to say goodbyes like that in this show. And the fact that they're here to say goodbye to you or to be here with you, no, you're done. You, you're Just to break hearts anymore, Sarah's been in the time machine, but she gets back just without just, enough time. Yeah, yeah. She could have flown back just before he was he was killed, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. He gone, man. Yeah. Uh, I just... I Do you remember last year's finale? Yes. With the island? Yeah. And how... Adrian Chase somehow had time to rig an entire island with bombs. Yeah. This felt exactly the same. Somehow Diaz had time to rig this entire room with like these laser <laughs> thing. And I just I just felt like I was watching that finale yeah. all over again. It was the same concept. Yeah, I didn't even go Far enough to think that my uh, issue with that particular scene was that uh, what are the chances no one in that room was already standing in the path of the lasers? Yeah, like they were crisscross. It was a checkerboard. Yeah, an entire room full of lasers. There were what 
at least three people in that room. You had the F- head FBI chick, yep. the one who got stunned and, you know, deer in the headlights, and Renee. Renee. And they, okay, there's only three of them, but there's still three of them. And when the laser grid came on, they basically had enough room to turn around. They couldn't move side to side or a step forward. There was barely any room. It was like a square foot. They had nowhere to move. I'm like, what are the actual chances that you weren't standing in the path of one of these lasers? So as soon as the the grid came on, bang, explosion, you're dead. Yeah. I mean, it led to quite a cool little phone call from Renee. I actually really like that. I think, again, he was my MVP for season five, and that probably all came down to the actor and his performance, and I really liked the way that he delivered that phone call to his daughter. You know, and as he's going, no, 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 nothing's wrong, darling. I just want to hear your voice. And as he's saying that, it was, oh, it was actually a really good performance. Like as he, his words, the tone of his voice, I believe. If I had my eyes closed, I'd believe that he was smiling and being genuine, and he's sitting back on a chair in his office somewhere, just actually calling up his daughter. But as he's sounding happy, his face was getting drowned out, and and his he was his lips were quivering, and he was crying, mm. genuinely crying. Yeah. So it was such a yin yang sort of performance there. Um, I thought that was really well done. So unfortunately, the shitty grid had to lead to that, but at least it paid off nicely. Because I yeah. thought he, I actually thought I'm like, oh, he's going to die here. Yeah, same. Like that will hurt if you kill him. Quentin's going to die. Then Oliver goes to jail. It's like, well, we won because I thought Diaz was going to die. But at what cost? Look at the good people that died. Yeah. And that would probably hurt Oliver in a way that Chase never did because Chase wanted even his death to haunt Oliver. And I feel like Diaz would have achieved that by, well, you beat me, but you will deal with these losses forever. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, Oliver lost his ex-girlfriend, mother of his child. I get that. But within the context of the audience, we don't we don't know her. We've met her three times before. Yeah. So for all you know, due respect... We don't care about her. Whereas Renee, we probably would have. And Quinton, we do. You know, so, um, yeah, there were nice moments. It was just, you know, unfortunately, um, uh, it was sprayed occasionally with some stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You were saying before, like, with Sarah arriving, it definitely sort of meant that um, Quinton was dead because, you know, both daughters were there. How did Evil Laurel, who would... Does Evil Laurel even know who Sarah is and that Sarah works for the Legends? Yeah, they, How did she turn up? Sarah said thanks for the call, didn't yeah, she? It was like yes. Laurel made the call herself. Yeah. And how? Well, <laughs> dep- um, you know, multiverse, blah, blah, blah. That's always, you know, I think I mentioned on this podcast before, that's always my issue with the idea of a multiverse is that, you know, there's another universe out there. And this, and this uh, the multiverse that we know of in, in this Arrowverse, there are only 52 or 53 Earths. Every single one of them, there's a copy of our of our cast, of our characters. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Even in the general multiverse, whenever we explore that in, in movies and TV, you know, there's a, there's a multiverse, there's another universe out there where your parents didn't get together. Yeah. So you don't exist. Yeah. There's one where your grandparents never got together, so neither of your parents exist, like, and so on and so forth. The the generate like nothing would ever look the same. Whereas when they explore it in movies, they just like, oh no, there's a multiverse uh, that's that's different versions of our world as it exists right now. You know, so oh you're an arsehole on that ver- in in that world, but you're a good guy here. It's like no 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 over there I wouldn't exist. You know, and um you know this this country wouldn't even exist anymore because wars would have been started differently a thousand years ago or something. But in here and this. Quentin was still their father. He still had daughters, obviously, at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly the same time. <laughs> conceived on the same night, in the same manner, where the same singular sperm got to the egg at the same time to create the very person that is Laurel. Like, otherwise, Laurel wouldn't look like that. She might be a boy. Same with Sarah. Like, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't really bear thinking about too much because it, none of it would ever happen. Clearly, you have, though. <laughs> I'm, no, no, I'm literally not as much until this very podcast, to be honest. But you know what I mean? Like, Sarah probably wouldn't exist, but neither would Laurel. But the fact that they both do, you know, like, it's one thing for Laurel to exist, but her her dad could have looked differently in another multiverse, and we would have accepted that. Yep. Because we, we see that in movies and TV all the time. No, no, no. Quentin existed that way. Laurel existed that way, but yeah, the idea that Sarah existed never really crossed my mind too much because they, they've never referenced her. So yeah, it's it's weird that that would be her go-to. 
So obviously Sarah did exist in her world or she really got to know Quentin really, really well and, you know, got his phone book out and his little time travel machine communicator <laughs> and stuff and, yeah. Yeah. And again, we're just, you know, Arrow is Arrow. It's getting back to basics. Mm-hmm. But here you've got an evil version of a dead character from another dimension who's contacting her, this world's sister who's on a time machine ship. It's like, wasn't this just about a vigilante fighting crime lords? Like, no, no, it's not anymore. Sorry. Okay, yeah, we're in this big world, but, you know, again, it's there. They're not ignoring it, so we should pay some kind of um, credit to them for (laughs) somehow including it, for better or worse. If you say so. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, nitpick, though, um, is if I haven't done enough of that, perhaps. But um, Quentin getting shot. He did that because he sacrificed himself for Laurel. Uh-huh. Diaz was aiming at Laurel's head. But he pointing got shot it at in his, the stomach. Pointing, yep, pointing it at her head. From what? Four metres away? Five metres away? Pointing it at her head. At her head. She's not that small. She's not that short. She's tall. So is Quentin, but Laurel's tall too. At her head. At her head. Bang! Pulls the trigger. Quentin dives in front of it and cops it so low on his stomach. It was barely above his waist. Okay, that's one thing that then you... Because he dived, you know, Diaz adjusted, hit the height of, of, of his gun and where he's aiming it. No, no, no. They cut back to Diaz. He still got it aiming up high at her head. At her head. I'm like, how did you get... Like, I get that you needed him to kind of survive for the rest of the episode to add drama. But he should not... He should have been capped in the head. Mm. Or not at all. Like, it doesn't... That doesn't make any... That just pissed me off. It's small thing. I get it. It pissed me off. <laughs> but mine's even smaller so with my my day job, I do a lot of typing. I quite like typing. Mm. Felicity and her fake f***ing typing <laughs> drove me nuts. She's just sitting there going, it's just like, oh my God, could you at least make it look real? Yeah. That, that was, that's my like ridiculous nitpick. Her fake typing. Her typing, that was that involved in the scene where she, as a known vigilante like supporter and sympathizer. She's hacking into the FBI. Not hacking. They gave her they complete gave her, control yeah. over their satellites. Yeah. I'm like, why? She's like, oh, this is so much easier when you're not hacking. Because they've got control of their satellites. They just gave it oh, they gave it to you. Yeah, they gave it to me. And I'm like, why the f <laughs> would they let you in that building? Yeah. Let alone on that computer with here's the access codes. Yeah. Never gonna fucking happen. I don't care if you are part of Team Vigilante with the uh, Team FBI. They're giving you immunity. They're not giving you passwords. Like, <laughs> oh, can't. And then again, that was all at the start, where it was a good start, hitting the ground running, and they just threw that in there. And that honestly took me out a little bit. I'm like, did you have to add that? Couldn't she have been tech support for someone else? Mm. And take over. Maybe the FBI guy's a little bit inept and he's trying to give tech support. She's like, give me that. And she over over his shoulder, sticks her hands, and then does her crazy typing too fast and doesn't make any sense and hitting the wrong buttons out of order or something. That would be fine. I would buy that. No one would allow her to do that still. But it's like a step closer to believability yeah. than her just like, oh, already? <laughs> Never going to happen. Okay, so Oliver's in jail. That's the big takeout yeah. is that he is in jail. Yep. And it's one thing. I actually thought, is he going to get, are, are we going to get away with him getting out of jail at the start of season seven or, or middle of season seven or whatever? Because only the FBI chick knows that he is Green Arrow. No, he has a press conference and says, I'm Green Arrow. I've just been trying to do the right thing yep. for the right people. It's done. Yep. It's, it's over. Yep. It's over, Johnny. Um. <laughs> Now, some, some cool shots that I've seen of him. Uh, he's in jail. He's got a shaved head. He's got a big goatee. And that's getting closer oh, to looking no, like... Really? Yeah, it's getting closer to looking like comic book Oliver Queen, where okay. he's got... I don't know about his hair, but he's he's got a goatee. Um, so that's cool. And the fact that he's in prison... Cool. <laughs> and I know I've mentioned on the podcast before that a scrapped idea for a Green Arrow movie somewhere along the last 10 or 15 years was uh, Green Arrow Supermax and it was Oliver Queen locked up in prison with a you bunch of that. yeah DC yeah. comic villains. So the Joker might not have played any part in it but he would be walking through and the Joker would be locked up somewhere and you know mm. kill a croc or something and reverse flash. Any number of these uh, DC supervillains would be locked up 
and he had to get out. Of, I don't know whether he was in there accidentally, whether he was arrested as Green Arrow. They hadn't taken his mask off. I, I forget the details, but the idea that Arrow was in a jail and had to get out and he was surrounded by DC supervillains, not even of his own rogues gallery. So I don't necessarily think they're going to go down that line, but it might be this show's version of that. Hopefully not to the level of what Flashpoint was at the start of season three of Flash, where that's a massive story uh, in the comics with Flash, and they had one episode of it, and it meant really meant nothing for the overall um, Arrowverse, but certainly not for Flash itself. You know, they like to tell you that everything came back from Flashpoint, but it really didn't. How long does he stay in jail, do you reckon, though? Maybe three episodes? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, this show, more than The Flash, has allowed its lead character to not be the lead character of the show. Mm. Um, whether it be, you know, when he was dead or, you know, Ra's al Ghul or the mayor at the start of this season where uh, where Diggle was, so... Oh, that was something that we actually t- forgot to mention when you said Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. The Longbow Hunters. Oh, yeah. So they're... The new big bad. Mm. So I'm assuming that season seven is going to have something to do with the longbow hunters and their new besties with Diaz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He yeah, because um, he's sitting there, he's all damaged and shit, and and I I can I cannot see them making Diaz this long term baddie again, or I even e- hope not. even for a couple of episodes. <laughs> I reckon they'd be they'd be. Very stretched if they allowed him to be the key threat or even a background threat for more than three episodes, like as long as Oliver's in jail. I just can't see it happening because it felt like it reached its natural conclusion, if not beforehand, but by this episode <laughs> and the idea that he survives. That's fine. I don't I don't need to see all my comic book villains die. Yep. I like the idea that they're out there in jail somewhere. But don't have him be a carryover villain the next season. Like that, even for me, who has enjoyed him, step step too far. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, you know what that means? I can go watch the season seven trailer now. Oh, shit. I said I watched this episode a week ago and I still haven't watched the trailer. Now I'm excited. Didn't even know there was a trailer. Oh, we we can do it all together. We can have, well, okay. When I say we all, you and me, Ben's Ben's not watching shit. All right. Well, yeah. No, I, I was like you. I, I did actually really enjoy this episode, and I think because it was a bit, it was a bit of a relief come the end. That I just needed it to be. I'm like, just don't be shit. Just don't be like legends. <laughs> don't be shit. And it was, it, it was more than okay for me. Well, more than okay. It wasn't fantastic, but it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't at the scale of of legends, that's for sure. Mm. But for me, I'm still just annoyed that DS is still around now. Yeah. I was hoping that was it. <laughs> we done. He's done. N- no. Well, are you judging the episode due to that? What is your uh, order of I, the week? And that's what I'm struggling with because it was a good episode. It had some holes, but it was a good episode until that moment. Mm. And given that it was the finale, that is, I guess, the whole point, I guess, mm. of the episode. Yeah. And it turns out, well, I just watched this whole episode, which was building up to something, and no, nah, he's still alive. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, let me down massively <laughs> for that, just, you know, that moment and the whole Jason Voorhees thing. Yeah, um, Un- unkillable. Oh, so I, yeah, I don't know what to do with my scores. I think I came into this chat... Uh, and they were going to go in reverse order of how they aired. So mm-hmm. Arrow on top, Flash second, Supergirl third. But yeah. all right, no, Flash, it's I've been really hammering hard. you all season. I'll do it once more. you got one more chance to come back strong next week. By the slimmest of margins, <laughs> Flash on the bottom, then Supergirl, and then Daylight, and then Arrow. Oh, no. And then daylight. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Let's let's be honest. Arrow was a lot better than Flash or Supergirl this week. Uh, if if I ignore the fact that Diaz is still alive and going to be in season seven, mm. then yes, Arrow on top. Um, I'm going to put Supergirl second only because I just loved Lena yelling at at Kara. Yeah, you know. Calling her on her bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Flash was really meh. 
was just a nothing yeah, episode. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The second to last one. The yeah. penultimate. <laughs> so, um, does that mean I'm scoring the same as you? It is. Who'd Arrow thought? Supergirl Flash. Arrow Supergirl Flash. Shit. And thank you, Arrow, for your time. We'll see you again in a couple of months for <laughs> Season 7. Back next week to talk Week 28 of DC TV, where we oh will fire farewell The Flash, and then it's just all down to Supergirl for a couple of weeks. Mano-y-mano. So when you mano, say down, mano. you mean down well. from there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. In the meantime, you can check out all of our uh, podcast movie reviews, uh, trailer talk, and our old uh, podcast at DC TV. And over um, on the other side of the coin as well, our Marvel TV talk, uh, Maddie and myself just uh, on the Get Into Geek podcasting channels. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Terry, where you at? I'm Tez McLez on Instagram. And uh, you can follow the show uh, overall. Uh, subscribe, like, share, all that sort of stuff on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Get Into Geek. We'll see you back next podcast to talk DC TV, week number 28. Bye. Bye. Get into geek.com.